just take a moment to admire the fact I just hit a fairway. There's, there's, there's only two things that can happen. You can hit a good shot or a bad shot, so why waste time doing it? And where I would go, I, wherever I set course records or whatever, I would be barefooted, drunk, playing golf, making every 20-footer I looked at. Right at it. Right at it! Oh, oh he's done it again! This is the dumbest hole I've ever played in my life. Come on then, Shane, knock it close. Shane Lowry is the Open champion. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Fairway Finders. It is episode number 59. We are in US Open week, joined of course by, by Donnie and Steve. How are we doing, lads? Good afternoon, Brew. Doing very, very well. well. Very well, Brew. How are you, mate? I'm not too How's bad. That? I'm not too bad. I'm not too bad. It's 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 not great, but look, we're, we we'll get there. Um, well, look, first of all, we'll just get started straight off, straight off the bat. Steve, you were at the uh, Canadian Open yesterday. How was that? It was excellent. As good of a as good as of a result as, as could have happened. Um, you got a nice bit of competition in there. I mean, first of all, the final group that we had out was like if you're going to pick a final group in that field, that's probably, you know, in my opinion, two of the best players in the world, one and two, and JT and Rory, and then um, Fino, who's you know. Uh, another excellent player and his his time's going to come but um yeah the course unbelievable the uh, the field was very good the the weather was perfect um the the only the only blot i i give to the event as a whole was how bad the the 18th setup was from a, a viewing perspective so as the the PGA tour normally does they they put shit tons of hospitality on put up big stands so for the, the common fan like myself who's trying to get a view of the 18th, I mean, we, we couldn't see anything um, from, from where we were, um, mm. which is about 25 yards short right of the green. Um, and, and the crowd was probably 25 to 30 people deep. So um, it was it was a hot, hot end to it, uh, you know, in the, the sun beating down on you and, and couldn't actually see anything. So we ended up having to dig out a phone to, to watch the 18th. So something they need to, if they're going to have it at, um, St. George's again something they need to look into is, is make the 18th a bit more accessible but yeah that's the only downside other than that course was so good just in such good condition a pretty good test I think for you know not quite US Open but ha- definitely had some tick rough around the place and uh, yeah 10 out of 10 tournament I think Oh, I have a I have a it's not a conspiracy theory it's more just a notion that's been shared by a few people this isn't an original thought but it seemed like during the week, Maddie Fitz got to 10 under and fell back. And, you know, going into the weekend, I think the lead was seven under and with four guys and six under. It looked like the PGA Tour set this thing up for 59 watch on Sunday. It looked yeah. like pins weren't tucked. Obviously, there was no wind on Sunday. So lads were just throwing darts all day and the greens were soft and the fairs were soft. So fair enough, conditions were totally conducive to really low scoring. But I mean... We had we had Justin Rose get onto fifty nine watch, and he actually was eleven under through fifteen. It was an unbelievable round. He had yeah, uh, fucking loser. <laughs> yeah, he, he came. Um, we we were standing actually at the six. So the sixteenth is the rink hole, um, yeah. which I'm sure just an unbelievable atmosphere. And, and uh, you know, Tiny it, it, postage stamp green, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. It was it was a tricky uphill par three about um I think it was about one eighty uphill, maybe mm. one seventy five or thereabouts. And uh, Justin Rose, I didn't actually realize how good of her because obviously golf isn't the best spectator sport in the world, so I wasn't exactly sure what Justin Rose was doing. 
Um, I knew he was he was shooting a low one, but uh, yeah, he stepped up onto the tee, great atmosphere, and, and ended up making a bogey on probably the the best hole on the course in terms of, of atmosphere. So, um, yeah, Justin Rose not, not for me. He, and then but, he, he got a. I mean, look, yeah, whatever you think about Team Rose or lack thereof, is but a fifty nine is a cool thing to see. It'd be a cool would have been a cool thing. It to would watch. it would have been cool and to be like I was got there. On and he, he he had it in in the in the first cut on eighteen and just caught this dirt bag of a flyer. Like it seemed like there were a lot of flyers happening out of this rough. Um, so the thing just sailed over the green. He had to take a drop from the the hospitality because he had no swing, and then he was left with a really difficult chip. So it had to be down down a secondary ridge to get to a front flag, and he's twenty yards over the back of the green. So I think he made he hit it to about twenty five feet, couldn't make the putt, had to settle for a Sunday sixty. But uh it was Delighted. a great it was a great bit of drama before the drama. And it all built into this crescendo. Um for anyone on our listeners who watched Sunday, you would have been thoroughly entertained. Rory was torching everybody at one stage. His wedges were absolutely incredible. He was he was controlling he was controlling the spin so well with these slower swing sort of yeah, arms. He, was. he wasn't zipping through the ball and, and, and the, the, the spin he was controlling. He's clearly worked on that. It's been very well um, documented how he's been struggling and that his approach play from 100 to 125 yards has been poor this season. But it, at one stage, it looked like he was just going to totally rinse everyone and maybe Rory was going to be on 59 watch. And then yeah, he was, he was three clear coming up to... Yeah, and he misses a little... He misses a little four footer for par, and then does it again a couple of holes later. I think he dropped for two. Birdie. Yeah, he he, he had a he had a birdie put on fifteen to go. We, we were standing right there watching it to go. Um, was it two clear or JT with with three to play? He missed yeah, that putt, yeah. and then uh, JT birdied the next. I think or either he birdied or Rory bogeyed, and we're back to, uh, to all square. I would say JT had had seven birdies on the spin, and it yeah. actually was losing ground. <laughs> it yeah. was a great battle between the two boys. Like it was, I, it was exactly what the people were needed. Yeah, it was. Yeah, really. I I think that like what shows Rory's character and how good of a player he was was to, to go on birdie seventeen, which has been what was the most difficult hole on the course. I remember after the round, um, you were free to walk around the the fairway, so I went back to the seventeenth tee box and it's a dog leg left to right and it's such a difficult you can't even you can hardly see any fairway all you see is bunker back left um rough all on the right hand side and just the way the fairway is slope there's such a minimum amount of fairway that you can see um yeah. so that, that that's basically where the tournament got decided rory pumped J- his drive jt stuck his, his drive right in the deep yeah rough, and, and then he, he had just to, it. yeah and he you can only chip it out yeah, and he was like forty yards short. Wasn't exactly, he? and then to, to birdie the eighteenth as well in, in some style, it's, it's just a way to to finish it. So, um, yeah, look, I'm I'm delighted. I've been saying for a long long time that that I think Rory is um getting a lot of unnecessary shit. That that he's in my view the best player in the world, and I'm just delighted for him to be able to stare down JT and Tony Fino in a final group. Not only that, but get three clear, get pulled back, and then go out and win again. Um, I think it's gonna put a lot of silence to these these Rory haters. Um, these fucking idiots who say that Rory can't close on a Sunday. Um, yeah. and like, t- I don't think it. Like, I don't think it does, though, it. Steve. He's won oh, six times in three years. Absolutely, no, absolutely like, you can't it does. Be no, that. Rory's won. Rory's, and to be fair, I I called two two of the most prominent um Rory bashers that I've I've come across. Called them out on Twitter last night, um, saying you know I thought he can't close. Do you think I got any any sort of word back? 
No, Warsaw. because you're taking an extreme Powers. standpoint. Powers is what they are. So, well, hang on, any, right. Any, right hang anyone on. that comes out hang and on. says, no, hang on, Donnie. Anyone that comes out and says that Rory can't close on a Sunday is a fucking idiot because he, he's, he's now won 20. I don't 20... think anyone said that, though. Oh, absolutely. Think, yeah. What are you talking no, about? That's all they say. Rory it's... folds when he's in contention. Rory can't get no. off to a good start. No, we say Rory, Rory plays himself out of contention too early and then has all these backdoor top 10. But he doesn't. That know. was... Yeah. That, that was the argument. No, that's, that's true. It was true for a long time. It's been true. It was for true. It's it's like you. But I mean, there was there was, there was a gap of a few years. He's he's won four majors. Don't forget, he's now won twenty one times in PGA Tour. So you can't do that by putting yourself out of contention. Well, but you can then... look at a trend. Like like right now, right, right at this point in time, we can look at a trend about John Ram and John Ram kind of struggling to get over the line. Yeah, and we can look at a trend on Scotty Scheffler and Scotty Scheffler has got the world at his feet and can't lose. These tr- these are trends based on the evidence that we have. Yeah, but and to more say evidence appears. But like the thing with Rory is like no, I don't I don't genuinely believe anyone was taking the extreme of Rory is in the in the realm of like a Xander who just can't. Or of course Cameron they were. Of course they were. There were so many people saying that. So many people saying Rory he falls in contention. He can't he can't handle the pressure when he's in contention. I think he's um, look. I think at times he's 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 mentally a little bit brittle in, when it comes to the biggest tournament. No, he's not. Like, no, he's not. He's not. He's not the biggest tournament. No, he, I think right. I think there's merit in that. But I'm not saying he's a bottler. I'm saying yeah, I don't think he's a bottler. I just think he, he hasn't played to his potential. Even the last few years, he hasn't. Like no, I, I, won yesterday, but he's won six times in three years. Is that really world number one best player in the world? No, it's not. Well, how many times has Scotty Scheffler won in the last three years? Four times. Four. Four, yeah, but in, in the last six look. months, he's won four though. Like, yeah, yeah, there's yeah, a big yeah, difference. Listen, we're talking three years here, bro. We're not talking. But six Scotty Sheffield was on was on the college tour three years ago. Like, do you know what I mean? You ah, can't listen. say that. Ah, like, well, so. well, well, listen. Let me just let me just read you out something here as well, just to, to back up my point. Um, so by well, winning, we're not disagreeing with you. Good. Yeah, we're not disagreeing because you, you can't because you can't because it's it's factual. You can't disagree that that um Rory's one of the great you're, players. You're going two footed on 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 what was a legitimate point and still. I don't think it was. I don't think it was legitimate. But, but you're anyway, saying, look, you're, you're saying speak with facts. We gave you facts and you wouldn't listen to the facts. Well, yeah, famous. Bro, here's the fact, right? I can't, I can't, I can't, I'm sorry, but like we gave you facts, you didn't listen to the facts, and now you're gonna li- and now you're gonna name out facts, which is fine, but you can't list out the facts when he's in the right and not listen to the facts when he's in the wrong, lad. You can't do that. Like, I'm you, sorry. You were, listening to facts that, you were listening to facts that were incorrect. What do you mean they were incorrect? They weren't incorrect, fine. like listen, let me let me read out this this fact for you, bro. Right? In uh, in winning his twenty first in his twenty first PGA tour win. Um, before he turns the age of 34, he joins Tiger Woods, Phil Mickelson, Johnny Miller, and Tom Watson as the only players in the last 50 years to have 21 wins yeah. before turning 34. So I don't want to hear anybody coming out and saying Rory, Rory can't start the tournament, Rory can't close the tournament when he's in contention, he puts himself out of tournaments. This this guy is in the, the elite of the elite in terms of um in terms of his record, it's unquestionable. And Rory is gonna he's gonna win a major he's gonna win Augusta and he is gonna join that club of the grand the, the rare club of the Grand Slam as well. So let's just park any conversations. Anybody anybody that says otherwise has something against Rory, doesn't like Rory. Um as far as I'm concerned. I think he's I think he's closed the book on any sort of narrative that that people can throw at well, him. Um, in terms so of his I, I, don't, I don't think I don't think anyone <laughs> I don't think any reasonable person could have any hate for Rory McIlroy, especially mm. in light of lots recent of people do comments. that 
about the future of God. No, I don't think they do. I think absolutely they do. People, Personally, people despise you. Rory. People think, think he's a. Taking, he's a I, th- I think you're taking the the viewpoint that you know sometimes he's a bit brittle. I think you're, you almost seems as if you're taking it personally or something. I'm not. I'm not taking it personally. It's just such nonsense. <laughs> it like it's such are. it's such nonsense that people have been bandwagon bandwagoning with that that Rory's a bottler. Rory can't do this. Rory can't do that. And he he can. He's done. He's done everything in the game. The only thing he hasn't done is win the win the Masters. He's won on all different types of courses. He's won from behind. He's he's led and 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 closed out all four days. Um, the, the guy's a superstar. The guy's the best golfer that we'll probably see outside of Tiger Woods. He's the best golfer that we'll probably see in probably in our lifetime, I would say. I don't think anyone's going to come around um, and be be a better all-around player than McElroy is. So, um, yeah, the, the disrespect out there about the guy is is outrageous and needs to stop. And well, hopefully hopefully that thing, will hopefully this thing, will help, help in that. One thing, one thing just to keep in mind, Steve, is like... The internet is full of fucking idiots. Yeah, I was going to say, don't listen to them. Like, and you can just go, like, I mean, no person who understands golf and loves it as much as we do, none of, no one dislikes Rory. I can tell that is unified. There's no one who dislikes Rory. There but, is. There's there, definitely people out there. Well, yeah, but, right, people who don't count, whose views are are, are fucking irrelevant. They're, they're blah because they're... They're they're just trolling, probably. Like th- yeah. th- there are loads of stupid opinions out there. Anyone who has a sort of dislike for Rory, that's an unqualified opinion. Like, but in the majors, like he's he's let's just let's see what happens next week. Obviously, I was gonna say but, if he comes point, out on Thursday yeah. and shoots like and he's like seven or eight shots behind the uh, the, the uh, leaders after Thursday. Prepare for your Twitter to get absolutely inundated with people saying the same stuff to you again. That's fine. But look, look, look at his. Let's let's just look at his record this year in majors, right? Um, second at the Masters, pe- people will say, "Oh, he was way out of contention." I don't believe he was. Um, people say he was way out of contention. He What's was that? though, but go on. But he wasn't. He never got within five. Yeah, he like all. All it took was would all it would have taken was a, a Scheffler mishap, seventeen and eighteen, and five shots. But, yeah. Five shots disappears. Have you not seen any golf over the last 20 years? Five shots um, is, as you've seen, Donnie, for two weeks in a row. With, Five shots with over Ryan, two holes. With Ryan Fox and with um, that was uh, Mido, Mido Pereira. I'm just saying, Leeds, Leeds crumble, particularly in majors and particularly around Augusta. So he allegedly backdoors a top 10, even though he was in the top 10 starting out on Sunday come second and then he goes to the PGA no championship toward the masters. Oh yeah, they did. Oh yeah, they did. The court like that. That's all I've been seeing. Oh, right. another back. You know another... Can we actually move on? Cause it's actually, a, this is giving me a headache. Well, listen, let, let me, let me finish my point. Right. Rory, that Rory, that can't open up a major then goes on the PGA next time and shoots a, shoots a first round lead. And uh, yeah, it doesn't close out the deal. Fair enough. Has a disappointing weekend. So like all, all the sticks that are being used to beat the guy, he's, he's proven him wrong, but they're still consistently being used. And that, that's my problem with it, Donnie. Yeah, look, I mean that's fair. I mean, I think he did really well to uh to to win the Canadian Open again. Um, but I mean, just saying, you're you're opening yourself up for people to give you more abuse if if he ends up only winning the like Canadian Open now this year, for example. Well, it's like, the second win of the year. He's already won the CJ Cup. Yeah, back in October. That's fair. Um, so he's two but, he's two wins. Scheffler, world number one, has four wins. Let's say calendar year then. Scheffler has a major, a world golf championship, and one of the most iconic PGA Tour events of the calendar year. He does. Yeah, he does. If someone said to you, what, what, what wins would you want? 
Rory, CJ Cup, and Canadian Open or Scottish Scheffler's wins this year? Oh, obviously, obviously Scheffler's wins, yeah. But sure, we're only halfway through the season, so let's not... Yeah, but but that's, that's, that's what we're saying. Like we, we, We'll have to see how, how Rory gets on for the rest of the year. But if Rory doesn't end up winning anything else for the rest of the year, then it's, it's probably fair enough all the different arguments. Do you know what I mean? Possibly, yeah, possibly. But again, if you end up winning this, this, this like second game, for example, then... I feel like you're calling out a, a, a narrative that, like, doesn't really exist. Oh, Donnie, that's, like... <laughs> go go do no, some it research on it, and that's, there, I, that's I, the only... It definitely exists. No, sorry, there's, sorry. Not that it doesn't... No, no, no. To the extent at which you are, uh, uh, seem quite offended by the... Oh, yeah, I wouldn't the, be as narrative. Yeah. a little bit mentally brittle. The, of course there was an accusation that Rory's a bottler. I think Donnie, you're kind of taking it to, you're taking to a little bit of an extreme level. I don't think I am. No, I don't. I don't. I think people out there are taking it to extremes and this is just um, this is just a response to them. You know yeah, well, I mean? Welcome to Twitter, mate. <laughs> What's that? Say, like, there's always going to be that throwing it like if it's Rory or Tiger or Liverpool or whatever, like yeah, but those are people saying stupid shit to you, like this, all yeah, the but this mean. this isn't trolling. This is the constant narrative that's out there. There's nothing. There's rarely you you look on Twitter. There's rarely any. There's no you know even yesterday's win for Rory. There's no wow some bottle to hold on and and beat stare down JT and beat him. It's just um look we talked about it enough, but it's it's nice that's to fair. see for for my money anyone anyone that criticizes Rory, um true. Bro, can, we Photoshop, can we Photoshop Steve onto that Leave Britney Alone video for next week? <laughs> you, do that? you can, absolutely, you can. Oh, yeah. anyway, just... It was a fucking great win for Rory. It was, not, it was. A, to be fair, now I have to say, just, guys, we're going to be elite. So I, yeah. I, Rory was one of my picks, and I doubled down on Sunday. So nice few quid, nice bit yeah, of profit. Yeah, well done, Donnie. That was that was that was well, good well up on the year, actually. Now, well up on the year. I'd have to say, like when I saw him going kind of like kind of wobbling a bit i was like oh geez this is especially the fact it was jt i was like oh jt now will come and and fucking nip it off from here now and, and fina was there all day bro fina yeah, was there and all fina, day to be fair well. and no, even there was fina shot a 64 didn't he yeah he did yeah there was even like you know there was even the likes of like people that were tiny bit you know another shot or two back like you had sam burns way back you had other people who were you know, if anyone made a, a, a like mistake, there was four, five, six lads there waiting. So, no, fair play to Rory now. Um, also, his his comment. Sorry, I was gonna say his 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 comment after he won got had me in absolute stitches as well. Very good, wasn't it? Great swipe, great friendly swipe to Greg Norman. Yeah, yeah. So, so for anyone who didn't catch it, you said, yeah, no, I'm on 21 PGA Tour titles now, one more than someone else, which is referencing Greg Norman who won 20. Um, so that was we like that. Everyone liked that bit of trolling. Um, my my last word uh, was it was such a great watch. It was incredibly timely to have two of the best, two of the most compelling golfers in the world going out of toe to toe. And in the midst of that competitive realm, whenever JT like stuffed one or Rory, the two guys were actually almost on the same team in the sense that let's make this a really special week for the PGA Tour. Let's make this a really special tournament and an old ding dong because they were they were pumping each other up and they hugged yeah. on, the, on the 18th green and said, hey, let's do this again next week. Obviously yeah. referenced in the US Open. It was just class. It was, do you know what? It was competitive golf versus ex- exhibitionist bullshit yeah. that no one was following and no one really gave a shit about after the gimmickry wore off. So that's that's a reference to the Live Golf 
event. The shotgun start seems like a pretty cool idea. There's an innovation to PGA Tour can just nick, maybe do it for two rounds. I don't know. Um, but no uh, adverts so, as well, Donny. Yeah, so I didn't, I didn't, I didn't notice anything in terms of like the, the advertising coverage or we're watching I'm watching it on Sky over on my side so there's not as many breaks but uh, it was just so timely for the PGA Tour like and, and Jay Monaghan was was on with Jim Nance and was directly referencing 9-11 which is a really abstract and kind of strange thing to have said and that was a bit that was a bit clunky um, and a bit very fucking odd actually to be that's honest that's very weird to say yeah 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 but um, yeah a great event yeah, a great just... golf course great event great players Last shout out, Donny, to the, the Canadian fans as well. I mean, the Irish are always giving credit for how great fans, how great supporters we are. I mean, the, the Canadians came out in in their thousands to go and watch. The atmosphere was great. Um, just just an unreal tournament. And and uh, yeah. the Canadian fans were brilliant. There was there was one moment actually when um on, I think it was on sixteen when JT was staring down the putt and he backed off and all the crowd were like, Whoa, woo, woo, woo. Yeah, it was exactly. Just, Good atmosphere. Just, and I it's think what it golf needs. Of- it's what golf tournaments need. You know what I mean? We don't need empty stands and empty whatever else. It was a proper golf tournament, proper golf fans. And hopefully, hopefully Canada will get a, a tournament. I think they've probably now put themselves on the map in terms of let's move it from the week before the US Open because we still had a lot of big names missing. Although there was a, a very good field there, but it still could be better. So hopefully, hopefully maybe towards the end of the season, playoff, maybe a playoff event in, in Canada, FedEx Cup playoff. That could be something right. to look at. Um, but yeah, great event. Well, well on Canada. Great, great, great performance. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and then one thing to note as well before we move on to our picks for the US Open is the DP World Tour had a bit of an interesting tournament last week. More than um, a bit. Yeah, Donny, I know you you watched a small bit of it. Um, I watched a good bit of Sunday. So yeah, this was cool. So the Scandinavian mixed was 78 male golfers, 78 female golfers. We didn't give it too much airtime on the pod last week, owing to the fact that the actual world rankings were kind of pissed poor, that the highest ranked player um, in each gender was was in the 70s. So it was Norrin. And then, um, yeah, I, I can't remember offhand who was a top ranked female player. But the first year of it last year, there were only two females in the top 17. So it was kind of dominated by the men this year. 22-year-old Lynn Grant, Swedish female golfer, played in Arizona State. Um, she's just come like onto the Ladies European Tour, won three times in six starts, and she goes ahead with a with Sunday 64 for an eight under par and a 24 under par total and wins by nine. Nine shots she wins by. Absolutely smashed the lads. Smashed them. It was class, and she was so relaxed that some of the the quotes after she won, like her, so I think in total with her three wins, she'd won about 100K, and this win was over 300K, and she was so chilled and saying, oh, yeah, I'm going to go home and walk the dogs, and I have, to, I, have to, uh, I have to stop in to see my coach, and she took it all in her stride. Mm. She said that on the 14th, she thought she'd be in a good position and she wasn't looking at leaderboard and she thought she was three or four clear and realized she was eight clear. And it was like, <laughs> okay, well, well, I have this one. And then I think she yeah, went ahead and made another birdie on the way in. She was just, it was brilliant. It was historic moments for the tour. The timing of it couldn't have been better with all that's been going on um, in London and all the, the Ferrari and the, and the, the controversy over with the, with the, with the live bullshit. Um, 
and it just was a slam dunk for Balthers this week. Like yeah, two great really winners, two great winners, and uh, and just stories like like stories of, of the meritocracy. These are the best golfers playing the best golf, trying to win. They don't turn up with cash in the pocket. They earn the money, and it was proper golf. And in both situations, it just shot all over the nonsense that went on down in London. It might yeah, well, it was nice to see um, Henrik Stenson show up as well as a, a tournament host, and he he played very very. I don't know where he finished in the end, or whether it was second, five, or, I think he was, or or top ten anyway. Uh, yeah, he was he was up there. He was close on Sunday. Um, I didn't see him on Sunday then, but yeah, over to the the nonsense, Danny, as you call it in in London. <laughs> We're, we're touching on briefly. I mean, I, I tuned in on the Thursday. I didn't watch any of the Friday or the Saturday. Um, but the, I thought the Thursday was very, very good in terms of the broadcast, in terms of the shotgun start, and, and obviously the quality of field wasn't there. But uh, look, we, I mean, we hadn't seen Phil play competitive golf. I actually don't know when, when the last time he teed it up was, um, Phil, but it's been a long time since he, he teed it up, and to see him back um, was very good. D, you know, DJ, obviously... And then some other some other bigish names, and and we've got some more added to the list now for three weeks time, um, including Bryce and Patrick Reed, um, and and a couple of others as well. So, yeah, I think like look, it's a good event. I think it needs it needs more, um, it needs more quality there. Definitely more more strength and depth. But I think there's there's a lot of uh, a lot of potential there if they can if they can go about getting the the right players. And Charles Schwartzel was our winner. And um, beat off. Uh, what what team was he on? I think he's the strikers. Yeah, I mean, sorry, I don't know. I think he's the strikers. Is uh is Charles Schwartzel and Kenny Duplessis. Here, man. It was such a such a wonderful day. Uh, you know, been I've been a fan of theirs for about like fourteen and a half minutes. So you know, I paid my dues. That's good. That's good. I think. Uh, look, there's a lot of criticism about you know low leaderboards or this that and the other thing, but it was its first first time going. I think they did a, a decent enough job. I think they showed the PGA Tour how we were supposed to broadcast the golf tournament. Um, and maybe that's something they can learn. And, and maybe the good thing will be that, you know, the PGA Tour, the DP World Tour can can improve um, by having this this competition because they're going to have to improve something, whether it's prize money or broadcast or, or anything at all. Um, so, yeah, look, looking forward to the next one. Did you see the fucking? Did you see the video that was released by Live Golf International on, on oh, Sunday? It was bizarre, it wasn't was it? The most. It was the weirdest fucking no, I, thing. I, I, it was I like golf mixed with uh, an EDM music festival, and oh. you had a lot of wankers dressed up in glitter and going woo and dancing around to it like uh, like electronic music, and then it was cutting to golfers hitting golf shots. It was, it was ah, it was like, insane. It was, I mean, it a G Max, G Max promotional video. You know, this is what I live for. Oh my! And did a nice little, nice little two minute. Uh, no mention of cold beers though, which was disappointing. But uh, yeah, it seems D- DJ is very much the fall guy. I think for for Saudi marketing at the moment, and uh, much to his, um, you know, down, downward spiral of G Max. It seems like. Yeah, he just needs a minder. He just he he just shouldn't be allowed out. Of he just needs some cold beers. That's all he needs. Yeah, sure. Look, um, that was the week, and obviously, an abnormal amount of of drama and all sorts to to catch up on and go through. But this week is a big one, as we know. We're into major number three of the season. How is it major number three already? I know, crazy. crazy. I I, I can't believe we're nearly. I can't believe we're nearly midway through June. I thought, I I thought the first the first of June was yesterday. Like we're fucking. 
Crazy. Time flies when you're having fun, boys. You know That's what I mean? It. Time flies when the old Bruce Lamb is on, you know? So, uh, yeah. Do you want to explain what the Bruce Lamb is for anyone that, that doesn't uh, know what the fuck you're talking about? The Grand Slam, or the, the, I guess the first main person to make it popular was Tiger. They called it the, the like Tiger Slam, where you win all of the majors in a calendar year. I backed Scotty for the Masters. I backed JT for the uh, US last month. And now the US Open now this month. And then we have the Open in July, right? So I've done two out, two out of two winners so far. If you get all four winners, I'm calling it the Grand Slam, a.k.a. the Brew Slam. So hoping to keep the, <laughs> the old dream alive. Bring it home, bro. That's it, yeah. So I'm sure you have 27 picks this week. That's it. I yeah. backed everyone from Rory down to fucking Nyman. Yeah, like that, like that lad on fucking Twitter who yeah, the golf stuff nine fellas in the or whatever his name is. Ah, uh, listen, you know, I'm not gonna out on. Uh, yeah, there's, Rory, guy on, there's a guy on Twitter who backs like eight of the nine the top of the market every week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's fucking hilarious. To be fair, yeah, I, I actually like think, boys, I think fair play. Do you know what I mean? Like, I mean, no, I only back six in the top eight. Ah, sorry. Yeah. You should, top six golf. Those extra two are crucial. I wonder how he, he uh, do you reckon he works the other ups away? It's like, like he's just looking for ages trying to find someone who, who he doesn't fancy. And it probably takes him nine hours. Yeah. And he, and he's, he's, he's left four guys off his sheet between like 10 to one and 66 to one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, listen, I've had a pop on enough people already today, so uh, uh, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll leave you do that. Great guy. Right, let's Great do pick. All right. So, yeah. So, do you want to give an old intro into it there, Steve? Or, sure. Or... Sure, yeah. Let, let's run through the um, the country club in Brookline. Um, so, a host of the US Open this week. Uh, it's a par 70. It's 7,248 yards. So, it's pretty, pretty much a big boy of a golf course. Uh, one of the oldest clubs in uh, in the United States of America, full of history, founded in 1882. One of the first, uh, one of the five founding courses of the USGA, which is the United States Golf Association. So steeped in history, hosted multiple US Opens and multiple US Amateurs. Most recently was a 2013 US Amateur, who I think is going to won by who I think is going to be a popular pick. And yeah. this week in, in Matt Fitzpatrick, not for me, to be honest, but um, each to their own. And the course, visually unbelievable. A um, lot of blind shots in terms of uh, approach shots. Tiny greens. The, the, the only major that's had smaller greens was uh, Pebble Beach. Um, so really, really tiny greens. Going to put an emphasis on approach. Um, fescue all over the place as well. So if you start to get out of position, if you start hitting some... Uh, you know, some Bryson type drives and, and ending up in no man's land are going to be in deep fescue uh, and shot shaping similar to the, the USPGA is going to be absolutely crucial as well. Uh, in terms of your approach play, you not only need to be accurate in terms of hitting the tiny greens, um, but you need to um, make sure that you're putting the ball in the right position because if you get in the wrong spots, similar enough to Augusta, um, you're going to be dealing with uh, a lot of tricky, fast downhill sloping greens um and the other point to note is that the 10 toll looks like the, the the tough one looks like it's going to be the highest scoring for the week um long par four just short of 500 yards uphill full of danger off the tee in terms of bunkers uh and then on approach tiny green shitload of bunkers and uh thick rough around the green as well so the 10th could be where we're going to see a lot of action and uh also for the par five 14th is going to be one to to look at as well really really good looking hole 
um tiny green to, to approach to you can reach it in two if you um if you hit two two wonder shots but your your second shot is going to be realistically going to be a blind um blind shot into to the second uh, into the green as well so yeah the course it looks unbelievable if you haven't seen it jump onto youtube have a look at the course guide that's on there um really really exciting one and the, the other point about the country club in brookline i'm sure we've all seen the videos of this was the 99 Ryder cup um where 17th hole justin leonard smashes a, a 45 foot putt in all the us come on and celebrate but uh all the sable actually has a, a pot to uh to, to try and half the hole uh but obviously con- concentration is gone after all the celebrations and ultimately misses it so a lot of history there really really good course um, the feel as you'd expect in a major championship is, uh, you know, as good as we can ask for. And uh, yeah, over over to one e two fuckers for the the betting odds. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, yeah. I can give them yeah if if you want. Um, so uh, once again, these uh, odds are brought to you by PointsBet. Uh, PointsBet is only available within Ontario. Uh, people have to be over the age of eighteen, and please nineteen, Bruce. 19, 19, bro. 19, yeah, 19, you can't have any, sorry. you can't be lowering 18 year olds. I know, yeah, right? 19. And uh, please gamble responsibly. So, I was about uh, to make a really dark joke there, and I'm glad I didn't. No, <laughs> um, <laughs> so, so it's long, I think. Yeah, I know. Right? Um, at the at the top of the field, we have uh, Mr. McElroy after his win yesterday. So, McElroy is about 10 to 1. Justin Thomas, uh, 11 to 1. Scotty Scheffler, 12 to 1. John Ram, 14 to 1. Um, Cameron Smith, who actually I think is again going a bit under the uh, radar for this. Uh, he is 22 to 1. Jordan Speed, 22 to 1. Patrick Cantley, 22 to 1. Uh, Xander Shoffley, 22 to 1. And then we have Colin Morikawa, Matt Fitzpatrick, Sam Burns, Willie Z, all at 25 to 1. Shane Lowry and um, Victor Hovland is 28 to 1. And then you have Nyman, Fino at about 33 to 1. And then there's finishing off the kind of top 20. You have a, a, a load of lads on 40 to 1, which includes Billy Horschel, Brooks Kepka, Cam Young, Daniel Berger, DJ, which is an insanely high price on a DJ, and uh, Hideki Matsuyama, Sunjay Im, and Max Homa. Yeah, and just quickly, Brew, one, one thing I forgot in terms of um, in terms of previous winners. Um, so 2021, John Ram won the US Open at Torrey Pines, beating Louis Eustace and um, obviously handed him the, the event back then. Uh, 2020, <laughs> had to get the dig in, like had to. 2020, Bryson DeChambeau oh, uh, won his... Only uh, man his, in that US Open history to birdie 17, 18 to win it, but it was handed to him. Uh, yeah, gas uh, bastards, you know that? 2020, uh, Bryson DeChambeau <laughs> won his first major. Um, dominated the field by six shots and um, beating Matt Wolf 2019. Gary Woodland won a Pebble Beach, beating Mr. Major Brooks Kepka um, by three shots. 2018, Brooks Kepka um, beat Tommy Fleetwood. 2017, Brooks Kepka beat Hideki and Brian Harriman, who's the, the most on US Open type player I, I, I think you can get. Uh, and then 2016, uh, Dustin Johnson. One at Oakmont, uh, beating Jim Fiorek, Shane Lowry, and Scott Piercy by three shots. Uh, Jim Fiorek, oh, another Lowry yeah. had a four shot lead at one stage that week. Yeah, yeah, that was that was pre major Lowry Sunday. Uh, I you're putting me on the spot here. I'm, I'm gonna say I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, 
And he had a last on the weekend at one stage. I remember yeah. that much. Last one to mention, 2015, Jordan Spieth um, beat Dustin Johnson and Louis Eustazen in, in 2015. Uh, in terms of scores, the, the lowest score I can see in the last 10 years was minus 13 um, at Pebble Beach. Um, Gary Woodland winning. So usually averaging somewhere between plus one and minus six is what we were used to seeing. Sorry, Brooks won at minus 16 in uh, in 2017. But yeah, I think we're looking probably, you know, seven, eight under par, maybe depending on conditions, but it's going to be not for the faint heart that I think is the best way to put it. I saw a really interesting line from Sam Burns on Twitter just before we went live. So I've, bu- I've built my picks and my picks are in and my bets are done based on a certain... Uh, makeup of golf course. Sam Burns is after saying um, to someone there just in the practice ground, uh, and I quote, this rough is nothing compared to last week. Now, the rough at, in, uh, up in St. George's at the Canadian, you were there, you saw for yourself, Steve, it looked juicy. But I mean, it didn't look it, necessarily US Open juicy. In places it did, yeah. In places, like there was a lot of times where lads were missing, like JT, for example, on 17, he, he landed in the rough and the only thing he could do was lay it up you know, 30, 40 yards short of the green and try and True. get up and down. So, yeah, in, in places it was super thick and, and you couldn't even see the ball if you're standing, um, you know, 10 yards from it. But, um, yeah, I, I think this week will be tougher, in my opinion, but I... I oh, it will. Sam, it will. It really will. I take Sam Burns' opinion over mine. Especially just want to also say there is a 80% chance of a thunderstorm on Friday and Saturday. So perfect. Looking like uh gusts of, of up to 40 kilometer an hour winds. So <laughs> that should be a good crack to watch. Um, Beautiful. I know myself and Steve here up in Ontario are meant to get that thunderstorm on kind of Wednesday, Thursday, and then it progresses down towards uh Brookline for Friday for Friday, Saturday. So uh yeah, I mean, um should be an nice. interesting one. Um well, right, so what are we doing, boys? Are are we Going through, Donnie, your, your nice little strategy there of flicking through name by name, yay or nay. Yeah, let's do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah let's do it. Let's do, like, let's do yay or nay and literally yay or nay, give us a reason yay, give us a reason or why you're thinking yay or nay and we move on to the next guy because we, we could be here for four hours. Yeah, right. So first man, <laughs> Steve's, Steve's, Steve's husband, McElroy. Um, <laughs> I, I have to say he was... He was the last off my shortlist. Um, I, I backed another very short person, and it was between that person and McElroy, Um, especially after how he looked and played. I thought he was really, really back to the Rory of, of old last last weekend. The fact that he's got his, his wedge is so dialed in now, which was the only little kind of blip in his, in, in his game. I mean, if Rory can play like that again, he absolute guaranteed top three like minimum so i mean he's he he's a neighbor he's a huge worry for me yeah absolutely huge huge ea for myself um best player in the world in my opinion uh be interesting to see whether he he backdoors the top 10 this week or whether he bottles the lead whichever whatever the narrative is it'd be interesting to see um but yeah huge ea for me i don't like the price i i can't get involved with him at, at even though i think he's the worthy favorite um I just can't take him at the price when there's there's other value out there. But yeah, ma- massive yay. I think Mac. Oh, Roy's sorry. Well, be- I I said nay in in terms of I'm not backing him. Not okay. not, not not that I don't think he's going to win. Sorry, I want to yeah. I want to clarify that just to be very fine, very bro. clear. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, we're going to cut that out and we're going to clip up the first bit and fuck yeah, you over. No, yes. Well, thank God I'm the person editing this. So look, that's fine. But yeah, just want to put that out there. <laughs> and Danny um, Roy. Oh, uh, if you're a yay, I'm a way bigger yay. Um, so yeah, I'm backing him. Yeah, I've, I've backed him. I've backed him now twice. I've backed him at, at yeah, backed him at 13 to 1 and at 12 to 1. Um, so I'll do it when I'm doing my picks, but I've looked at six data points. Uh, of guys, you know, playing the PGA Tour this season, six data points. I've ranked them one to six, and I'm trying to find guys who are in top brackets of each. I haven't found a single guy who ticks every single box I want, but Rory ticks five of the six. So the, the data points really quickly, really, really, really quickly are strokes gained off the tee, Rory's third. Greens of regulation, Rory's 57th. That's that's the only one he doesn't uh, satisfy this season. Driving distance, he's third. Par four scoring, he's 15th. Scrambling, he's 22nd. Bode, bogey avoidance, he's 30th. He's a massive yay. Massive, massive oh, yay. He's won back-to-back before. I remember... Oh, I'm trying to... Did he win back-to-back with the players? He's won back-to-back before. He's definitely won two tournaments in two weeks before. Players in Quail Hollow, maybe? Could that have been... Yeah, maybe. That's something like... That sounds kind of familiar, doesn't it? Maybe, but... Um, was, Premier, was there, was there a you know, can start the major uh, data point as well, or, or you know, plays himself. Yeah, no, of there was not. No, oh, okay. Interesting. There was not. Uh, I think, I actually even think he's valuable, believe it or not. Uh, he matches up brilliant. The thing that got me to Bruce's point, the wedges. The wedges are the thing that's been getting Rory. He's been a little wild off the tee in places. Like he hit two duck hooks coming down the stretch yesterday. Mm. But he managed to, I mean, he bogeyed one, he parred the other, he got away with it. Um, his length is going to be super important this week because even if he's not that accurate, the fact he's going to be further down than most other guys means he can get he can gouge it out with a with a with a, a a shorter club. Like the difference of gouging with a wedge and gouging with a seven iron is fucking enormous. So yes, Rory, massive, massive. Big yay from all of us, it sounds like. Yeah. Yep. Okay, so next up we have Justin Thomas, who is my first pick. Um, I'm, look, I mean, <laughs> there doesn't even need to be anything said. I think I think he's one of the best golfers this year. Um, consistently been up there in lots of tournaments. I mean, Honestly, Rory was just too good for him yesterday. There's absolutely nothing wrong with being second to Rory McIlroy. Um, but look, he won the PGA last month. Looked very strong doing so. Um, and I do feel like JT is the type of player, the way he's playing at the moment, who could easily go back to back. So he is my he is my first pick. Yeah, agree, bro. I think um, massive chance for JT in my Steve's official golf rankings, JT's number two um, behind Rory. <laughs> uh, he's excellent tee to green. He's, he's in such great form the last six weeks. And he's finally now standing over these six to eight foot putts. And you're you're backing him to actually go and knock it in. Whereas before, you know, you, you, you just couldn't. Um, so, yeah, I think JT's big danger again. I just don't like the price um, yeah. on him or Rory. So that's why I'm swerving them both this week. But I think they're going to be massive, massive threats. And I, I couldn't put anyone off back in either or both of them. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, look, we're, we're at the top of the market here. We're, these are the big dogs, guys in form, guys who are elite, guys who stripe a tee to green. JT's so good. JT could turn what's been a really frustrating year from into the best of his career so far. Uh, he absolutely can win the US Open. One million percent he can. Yeah. Um, I haven't backed him. So technically it's an A. He's, uh, he's my biggest worry. 
of guys I haven't backed, he's my biggest worry as a top of the market. Um, yeah, he's going to go well. Yeah. Like he's a lock. He's going to post top twenty at very worst, and that's if the putter kind of lets him down. If he holds a few, that'll get a lot closer. Um, yeah. I'm thinking you could potentially have a repeat of of what we saw yesterday. The two guys could go at it down the stretch 100%, again. Hundred like, percent. JT punks it as well, and. Um, Slightly more accurate than Rory off the tee, generally. Very similar. This game, in terms this game is bulletproof. It's absolutely bulletproof. Yeah, it is. Well, yeah, I don't think his I don't think his scrambling ability is as good as Rory's, but Rory's is probably top five in the world. So mm-hmm. in that facet of the game. So yep. Uh, yep. yeah, uh, no reason why like I'm not back in JT, but that's just because there's a lot of real killers around. Um he's my favorite. favorites. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So next up we have Mr. Scotty Scheffler, Steve's least favorite golfer. Um, That's not true. I've a lot. I've, there's a lot more on the list that that are that come for Scotty Scheffler. But uh, I'll I'll say a quick nay on Scotty Scheffler. Um, yeah. I, I I don't think um don't think he's been quite. He had a, a hot streak there for six weeks. I don't think he's been quite the golfer. He had a chance to uh had a chance to win an event a couple of weeks ago, leader in the Sunday final group, and didn't get it done. So I think um. Yeah, Scotty's one I'm glad to swerve this week. Yeah, I mean it's it is it is difficult because I mean I backed him for the Masters. Um, he didn't really show up to the PGA, and it's hard. I mean it is hard. Um, as Donnie said earlier, there's always trends in golf. There's always hot and cold streaks, and he had such a hot streak. You feel like he's on a bit of a cold one, but. I mean, at the end of the day, he should have gotten it done two weeks ago, lost to Sam Burns in the playoff, should have never even gone to a, to a playoff, but look, that's a golf. He's obviously a nay for me. I didn't back him. I, I think the price is a bit too short, but I mean, would I be hugely surprised if come Sunday evening he's there standing there holding the uh, trophy? No, I wouldn't, to be perfectly honest, but he's not. Yeah, you can't really, you obviously can't reel Scotty out. The reason I'm going nay is it just seems like being world number one kind of sucks. Yeah, it's everyone. It's a burden. I think, I think, yeah. Uh, simple as that. When yeah. was the last world number one that was really, like, Ram, even though he, he was dominant when he was world number one, he wasn't racking up wins. No, Rory. Rory's probably, Rory was probably the last person, in my opinion, yeah, dominantly world number one. Like, yeah. So, so, um, I just think world number one is a bit of a, is a bit of a shit, um, tag to have, <laughs> and a bit of a, a bit of a distraction, and it adds this inherent pressure, and and that yeah. pressure is developed because of, you know, world number one. You could have asked a, a seventy-year-old lady down the street for twenty years who doesn't even has never seen a golf club, who's world number one golfer, and she would probably guess Tiger Woods. So because of that aura of Tiger and that era, I think it. I think that like heavy is uh, heavy is the head that wears the crown kind of thing. So I'm going to serve Scotty this week as well. Yep, perfect. So next up, we actually do have speaking of the devil, Mister John Ram, who I'm actually backing this week. Um, I I don't even to us it's it's a weird thing to say, but like he's obviously an unbelievable golfer. He's definitely been off form. He's started to pick up form again the last maybe two three weeks, but. I don't know. He's just been so cold this year. It's kind of a hard, but to, be, but to be honest, when I saw his, his price finally, after all of the shit we've been I talking the last few weeks, that he's stupidly like going off at 12 to one favorites every time he, you can now get him at 16 to one. And I just think, I just think it's, that's too big a value. I know that's crazy to say 16 to one value, but for John Ram, yeah, it is. And 
yes, he, his putter has been so cold. He, he has been playing well, but John Ram, it's the same with Rory. Like he has the ability to just show up one like weekend and just dominate. And, you know, when I saw that price of 16 to one, I just personally couldn't step away from it. So Ram is my second pick. Yeah. I, I think, um, I think that price is reflecting on his form. Um, I know Absolutely. he did get a win. He did go around and get a win uh, a few weeks ago or last month, whenever it was. But I Mexico Open, no one really gave a shit. Yeah, Sorry. he still he still won though. So I I respect Ram. I, I'd never say he has zero chance of winning. He's not for me this week. I still think 16s isn't reflective of his game. The fact you can get, you know, more Kawa, Shoffley, um, Z- uh, Shoffley, Xander. Shoffley uh, and, and multiple others Cantley, for example uh, at bigger prices than you can get John Ram at I'm just I'm happy to to swerve him I think he's um, I don't know what it is I can't put my finger on what's missing with him you said Donnie the Potter I think that's part of it but I think there's he's the 130th 130th strokes game putting this year yeah yeah but again like you can get a, you can get a hot week with a putter and sort that out yeah, so even if John Ram has a normal week with the putter he's there yeah, I I just I just have doubts about him. I don't know what it is. Um, yeah, no, that's but, fair, Stephen. I I was the exact same when yeah, I, when I when I was picking him. Literally, exactly what you're saying there. That was he's an A. He was an A for me this time last year at the US Open. I got that wrong. Um, but and he's an A for me again. I just don't think I don't think it's it's his week this week personally. Yeah. But I could be wrong. Fair. Yeah, I I I fancy him more than I do Scotty. But uh, yeah, there for me, even though there's the added value. Not enough, not enough. As a guy, like I probably am the biggest John Bram fan in amongst amongst the three of us, and I never really considered him this week. Uh, the putter's been just really, really poor, and it's it's agitating him, and it's agitating the narrative around him. He's getting pissed off with people asking him about his putting all the time, and and. I mean, listen, he's defending U.S. Open champion. Uh, he's a fourth favorite. He's he's top of the tree in the PGA Tour this season, greens and regulation. He bombs it. He's strong. So if he gets on the rough, he can he can gouge it out there. Um, I just think he's going to miss too many goddamn putts. Uh, so it's an A for me. I'm staying away. Yeah, highly respected, but but an A. Yeah. Uh, next up, we have uh, Cam Smith, Mr. Mullet, who I think, again, going a bit under the radar for someone who could definitely, definitely show up to uh, these type of, of uh, events. Let me lead, can I lead out on this Go one? Go for it, lad. Go for it. I just don't think he... If you look at the US Open champions the last, like, 10 years, you just have a who's who of big, strong guys. John Ram, Brooks Kepka, Dustin Johnson, Gary Woodland... They're all big, strong, fucking, you know, like Bryson as well, bet the shit out of wing foot because he was just so strong through the rough. And Cam is, yeah, and Cam is a beautiful golfer. He's got a beautiful mullet. He's, how he swings the club is beautiful. Everything about him is really elegant. And I think mullet, I'd say, Danny. That's great, though. You just you need, you, need a, you need a you need you need some fucking bicep to win a US Open, um, and that's why I'm leaving Cam off. His his approach play is incredible. His putting is great around the greens. Yeah, tick so many boxes. Um, I just don't think this is going to be his challenge. Really, I don't. I just I don't think it suits. I could totally no, be totally I, wrong. I agree. He shot, a, he, shot a, he shot a seventy-six, a six over par seventy-six in day one in Canada, missing a lot of fairways. <laughs> 
and in that tangly rough, he obviously came he came a cropper there. So yeah, Cam, I, I love Cam, but I'm I'm totally off on this 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 hundred percent agree. I think if, if Cam's gonna win a major, it's gonna be a, an open or a, a Augusta. Oh, uh, I don't I just I don't, the I don't think he has the the, the off the tee game to, to contend here. So um, short game wizard, you know, great great golfer, but for me absolute nay this week yeah. for i couldn't couldn't recommend anybody touch, and last time i said i couldn't recommend anybody touches it was john ram at the u.s open and he won so um <laughs> i i couldn't recommend anyone back cam smith this week yeah so i i i'm also a nay for you know and i just think it doesn't really suit him this week but again you know all these players that we're going to listen for the next five ten minutes they're all players that could easily show up so look i mean at the end of the day does he have it probably not but could he still win it of course um, next up, we have Jordan Speeth, um, another player who um, has been kind of coming back into form as of late. Um, do you know what? JT actually kind of reminds me right now of kind of prime Speeth back in the day when 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 he when he went back to back with the majors. Kind of JT's giving me that kind of aura, and that's kind of why I I, I picked him. Big sure. fan of uh, of uh, Jordan Speeth, to be honest, personally, but uh, not for me this this week. I uh, I respect him highly this week. I think he's he's gone under the radar. I haven't heard one person raving about about yeah. Jordan Speed. This is a guy that that's been dominating the tee to green game for the last probably I don't know eight weeks, twelve weeks on tour. Um, he's got a got a couple of wins and a couple of close calls under his belt as well. So, um, one way he, second, yeah. yeah, huge fan of Speed. I think he I think he has a great chance this week. Um, he was one I I came close to backing, but. Um, cited for more more value further down the board, but if you take if you take JT and Rory out of the field, I think probably I think maybe JT is your number three potentially, but um, I, I wouldn't be surprised to see him win at all. Not for me, same reason Cam Smith. He's not a good enough driver to golf ball for me. And I'm just talking about in terms of total package. Like, sorry, he is a good enough driver. Obviously, he is he's elite, but as in he's not. He's not one of these freaks off the tee. And I think over four days, you need some freakish power to get around here effectively. There's, you know, there's, there's seven par fours between 450, 500 yards uh, and a 620 par five. So, yeah, listen, uh, I could see speed post in the top 20. I don't think you get any closer than that personally. Uh, next up, we have Patrick Cantley. Uh, I'll start off, nay for me, another player that had a very hot streak near the end of last year, I suppose all of last year, but hasn't really done much since, so he's a day for me. Yeah, I, I wouldn't put anyone off Cantley either. I think he's um, his game is perfectly suited to the US Open. He hits the ball a decent decent way, finds greens, gets himself out of trouble. He's, he's patient. He doesn't get flustered, as we all know, takes his time, um, much of the frustration of Donnie and, and many others. He's just unwatchable, um, man. He's not. He's yeah, a nice guy. I, 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 I think he's fucking unwatchable. Yeah, <laughs> you know I, I, I think Canley will win the US Open at some point in his career. I, I just don't think his form. I don't think at the price that he is with the form that he's been showing. I don't think he can get involved in it. But I think definitely watch out for him if Canley. Canley, he's going to be in my for my money. He's going to be up there. Um, but I, I just I think his lack of winning over the last um six months or so is 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 a concern. Well, so I mean his his last. So his last four events, tied third at Memorial, missed the cut at the PGA, won the Zurich Classic with Xander in the team event, and then was second in the Heritage. He was disappointing at the Masters. 
He was running up in Phoenix, tied fourth the week before. Like he posted four top tens in a row. Yeah. Like the four lack good. of lack of winning though, Donnie. I mean, that, that's what I mean. The last six yeah. months he's won a team event, which isn't but you have to put an asterisk on that one. And uh I'm just never yeah. backing him. I'm just no, never, I, ever, <laughs> ever, ever, ever backing him. I'm just I, never, I think ever. I think he's I think he's a decent pro. I think if you bet him each way, you'll get a good run for your money. A top, I think a top ten, a top twenty for sure, a top ten maybe. Um, listen, you won't enjoy it if, if you're watching Cantley coming down on a Sunday, but at least if you haven't backed, um, that, that'll, that'll ease the pain a bit. He ranks actually higher than I thought driving distance. He's ranked 60th, which is just behind uh, Harold Varner and Tony Finau, who would be considered like in the kind of almost in the bomber um, category. So, yeah, do you know, his game actually sets up better for US Open than I give him credit for, but like, yeah, I'm just really like, I, I, I'm just never backing him. I don't, I don't, I hate watching him. He bores me to tears. I wish he'd just fuck off, but he's a nice guy again. But I I just can't. That's, not, that's not very nice. No. Don't be saying I just, that. I Patty. feel what I feel. I feel what I feel. He's, he's father stone and he can fuck off. No disrespect, Patrick. We no disrespect, but fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, deal with that however you want. All right. <laughs> Next up, we have Xander Shoffley. He, again, is a nay for me, but very solid player. Um, could definitely see him doing well this this weekend, but just price is a bit too short for me to actually go ahead, go, go ahead and back him personally. Yeah, again, sim- similar to um, to Cantley. I think Xander is, is a prime game for a US Open in terms of his all-round tee to green. He has a short game. He can pot um, top, top 20, top 10. Absolutely take, take all my money, but I'm starting to run out of patience with him in terms of um, I've invested enough in Xander over the last couple of years and just got place money for um, for my investment. So respect him a lot. I, I'm just waiting for the day he shows up at a major and wins it. it it's going to happen at some point. But uh, yeah, swerving him this week. He's an A for me. Hard pass. He can fuck off as well. Next. <laughs> okay. So next we have um, my third pick, Mr. Colin Morikawa who I think is very, very good value this week. Uh, I think the course does suit the way he plays. He hasn't... He's been very disappointed this season. Look, I'll just go out and say it. Um, I thought he would have lit up a few tournaments this year, especially some of the majors, and he's been a bit short in that department. But again, this kind of tournament suits him. I do think he's the type of player who has the caliber to go ahead and win, just as a bit off it in terms of form. But he is my third pick. Yeah, yeah, massive, massive respect. Well. Go on, Donnie. I've picked him as well. The price is just it's too big. Um, the price on the exchange, you can currently get him at 36, you know, at 35 to 1 on the exchange, literally right now. And as we've been talking, I've just put another fiver on him. Um, so I have a 15 on him, 35 to 1, like too big a price. Um, but just in terms of legitimizing his actual chance, right? The thing that's a struggle is the form has not been great. It's been a little bit off the boil. But speaking back to my data points, so I've got my six, I've got my strokes hand off the tee. I need someone in the top 20 for that. Greens and regulation, someone in the top 40. Driving distance, top 50. Par four score in top 50. That's between 450 and 500 yards. Scrambling, I need a guy in the top 70. And bogey avoidance, I need a guy in the top 30. So Colin has four to six. Um, he just misses out on greens of regulation because he's 33rd and his driving distance is, is 83rd. But off the tee, he's 20th. Um, the scramble and actually is 63rd. 
It's too big a price. He's and if he if he gets a sniff of a major, he's gonna really want it. Um, yeah, that's the thing. Ma- massive I, I price. I don't actually fancy him like as in well, he sets up great for the course, none of that. It's just too big a price, so I have to take him. Yeah, yeah, I I don't disagree. I mean, um, he's been long disrespected in majors, and and I myself have disrespected him multiple times and and got it wrong. Um, seems to be a trend here actually, but uh. You know, I think he'll 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 show up. He'll play his game, and I think he'll probably. I just don't see him winning it. To be, to be honest, I think the price is is massive. I, I I would definitely encourage an each way bet on him. I know Danny, you're you're doing the bet fair exchange. I, I I wouldn't have the confidence in him to go and win it, but uh, yeah, look, if you want to lay off, like yeah, Mark Howard, double major champion, he can show up and win the U.S. Open. I'm sure U.S. Open is top of his list now. Um, maybe even ahead of the Masters potentially, but uh, yeah, Mark Howard he means business. Just the form again, similar to to Ram and, and a couple of others. The form has just put me off him, and and that's why I'm happy to to swerve him. Yep, fair enough. Uh, next up we have someone that Steve you mentioned earlier, who probably a lot of people will fancy this week. Uh, Matt Fitzpatrick, who has been playing well to be fair as of late. He's a nay for me. I'm not backing him, but. Definitely a player who I think a lot of people will back this week. Yeah, big name for me as well. Um, a coward, a guy that just can't win. Jesus on, uh, Christ. A guy that can't win on the US tour. Um, oh my God. Lads, and, we're going to get so fucking banned from ever interviewing any player. Like, geez, geez. And, and just not, not a guy that for me that can, can, can close. He's had multiple, multiple chances at, um, you know, in contention, in difficult courses that suit him and, and hasn't shown up. So, um, a guy, a coward when he's in the lead, a coward when he's in contention, uh, and Matty fits for me late. Yeah, but look, I wish him well. Can I? Can, <laughs> I haven't called him a coward. Uh, I I do think that there's legitimacy in that actually that he has had chances. He didn't look very comfortable when he was in the hunt at the PGA. He finished tied fifth in the end. He hasn't looked comfortable more than a couple of times now. I, I think. Maddie Fitz is nearly, he's nearly approaching best player to have not won a PGA Tour event moniker. Uh, uh, him and Zala. Yeah, him and Zala Torres. But like, he's oh, playing, so it's, he's yeah, playing it's, it's close. It's close. Definitely he's, close. Yeah. He's posted, he's posted one, two, three, four, five, six, seven top tens this season. Uh, and in his last four, He's, he was tied 10th Canadian. He missed the cup memorial. His putter was terrible. He was like bottom of the field for putting that week, which is not like him. That's an apparition. Tied 5th PGA and then runner up at the Wells Fargo. He won the uh, US Amateur here in 2013. That is going to attract a lot of people to him. And I mean, I haven't backed him, but he was definitely on my short list and he's done well for me this year. I don't think he'll win. I think he's definitely top 20. I think the harder it is, the better of a chance he has. If this gets to 12, 13 under, not for me. If the winning scores five or six under, Matty Fitz is going to shoot under par this week. Right? He's Guaranteed, a, Matty Fitz shoots under par this week. He's such a moany fucker, uh, Donny. His whole demeanor is so moany and so, oh, why is this happening? Why is that happening? I think the big thing is he's, he's wearing Skechers shoes as well. It's like, come on, like, you're not, you're not 64. <laughs> you're, not a, you're not a 64 year old pensioner in the Champions Tour. Maybe get yourself a, a pair, of, pair of Nikes or something. I'll give you know what I mean? A couple of data points on them because I was close to backing them. So um, strokes gain, Skechers loses a lot. <laughs> he's uh, his driving distance is one hundred eight, which is actually improved. Yeah, he's, he's he's 
to be fair, he has increased. I, I think he's I think he's a very good player. I think he's um yeah, he's improved his off the tee game, his short game is unreal. Maybe stop fucking chipping cross handed. There's another blot to his copybook. Yeah, chipping cross handed. Come on, sort sort that out. Take the flag yeah. out when you're putting as well. Why are you why are you leaving the flag in? It's uh there's multiple there's there's a lot more to that rap sheet as well. But look, I'll, oh, there I'll is actually best of luck, Matt. Best of luck this week. I hope, I hope things go well for you. He's fourth in scrambling, eighth bogey avoidance, tenth. This is a, a really interesting stat on Matty Fitz, actually, in terms of how he's evolved his, his driving. He's 10th strokes gained off the tee this season, which yeah. is really impressive. Yeah, I've noticed the distance going on, but but strokes gained whining, he's uh, 179. <laughs> and Cantley's 178. Yeah, yeah, they're head for with that one. Solid. He has Cantley right. vibes off him. Definitely has Cantley vibes. Yes, he does. Right, yeah. who's next? Right, so next up we have my next my next pick, aka my boy, Mr. Sam Burns. Um, look, I mean, again, he did played it well again last week in the Canadian Open. Just wasn't at the level of Rory and JT, which again is nothing to be sniffed at. Um, and you know, another top five for him. Um, just, I just he's just my favorite player ever. He's gotten me like three wins in like the last like. Six seven months, so I mean, I love and the one time player you ever. The one time you in terms of like betting odds, okay. Not not in terms of overall golf, just just for me backing people. He's definitely my favorite. Yeah, um, like his record is class brewing, and it's hard to hard to throw any shade on him at all. Um, he's just not. He's never appealed to me as a as a betting prospect for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. I know Donnie, you won on him back in the day. I think it was his first win. Really yeah. went on him multiple times, but I don't know. Yeah. I just haven't uh, a great player, and he's turned himself into a killer now as well. Was it three wins this season, or is it four? I think yeah, three, three. Fantasy yeah, so and the Charles Schwab. and he doesn't seem to have any weaknesses to his game either. So one. he's one. That, he, that, go on. No, that's what I was just going to agree. He, the kid's got no weaknesses. Yeah, oh, yeah, great, great mentality. JT, he's of the guys I am not backing. After JT, he is my biggest worry. He's yeah. class. Yeah, a lot of respect for him, but he's just a, I'll swerve him this yeah, week. No problem. Cool. Um, then we have, um, say, I'll, 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 I'll try to speed it up a small bit. We have Willie Z and Shane Larry up next. Yeah, I, lo- I love Zalo. He's a big, big plus to me. He's one of my, he's my second, second big fancy. He just he's he's slowly taken over from Brooks Kepka as Mr. Major Championship in terms of uh, auto bets, and uh, yeah, I think he's I think he's gonna have a great chance this week. Yeah, and Lowry playing well, he's he's had lots of chances to win. He hasn't done it, um. So I, I think his price is now gone. I think he's 20, 25, 28 to one this week. So yeah. um, it's just not something. If he wins at that price, I'll happy happily watch him. Um, go on and win, but uh, Lowry's more forty to fifty to one uh, bet for myself for the most part. Yeah, I totally agree with that. I think Willie Z is definitely a player who's just turns up. He's you know, as you say, he's getting up there in terms of that Brooks. Obviously, the difference being Brooks won a lot. Um, mm-hmm. but again, Willie Z has the game for it, hundred percent. Um, would not be surprised to see him post yet another top ten. Do I really think honestly he can? put it up there with the really big lads when it comes to, to crunch time on a Sunday? Of course you can. I think he's ju- just falls short for me personally. Um, and then Larry, yeah, I mean, as, as Steve said, literally exactly what he said. He's he's a 40-1 player right now. 
um not a not a mid 20 so a swerve on 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 Shane yeah. swerve on Z- Zalo in terms of I didn't back him but definitely a player people should be looking at that's that's a full house in terms of like we all have the exact same thoughts on both of these guys I'm on Zalatoris in terms of those data points that I'm focusing on, the top three most important ones that I've found are strokes gained off the tee, driving distance, and greens and regulation. And Zalatoris ranks sixth, fifteenth, sixth in those three categories. Uh, the only question mark over him is he's only one hundred and fifteenth in scrambling, and he will miss greens, but he's going to hit enough of them. Um, he will make bogeys. Everyone will. Uh, really likes Zalatoris, and exactly to the boys' point, I'm just regurgitating re- what they've said. Larry's think had his chance. He's playing the best golf of his career, but it's just not enough in these big, big, big events with like with the real generational guys. So again, if he's if he's 40, 50 to one, I'm interested at 28, absolutely not interested. Yep. Perfect. And then rounding up then the last two, we have Victor Hovland and Hawking Nyman. Oof. Right, let me lead. Let me lead because I'm having both of them. And I know it sounds oh, like... Oh, okay, it. let's go. So that's five and my six. And my sixth one is my biggest fancy and he's not even mentioned yet. But uh, the, I'm on Hovland because I have him anti-post and I backed him at the start of the year. I actually don't fancy him. He's been going the wrong direction. He hasn't been playing well. He's been looking a little bit disgruntled and a little bit frustrated lately. Um, so I have him just by virtue of, at the top of the year, I picked four golfers for the four majors and he was my lock for the US Open. He's not anymore. Um, so I'm actually quite cold on him. And then Neiman, again, just optics are really, really good. Like he, he won Genesis Genesis at a canter, 13 strokes gained off the tee, 31st driving distance, uh, 10th in par-, par four scoring between 450 and 500, and then uh, 35th in bogey avoidance. Playing really well, knows how to win in a really big tournament. Uh, I like the price. Yeah, no, that's, yeah, that's, all. I mean, yeah, I mean, look, he hasn't, hit the heights that you and me, I think, both said last year that Hovland was 100 probably going to win a like, major next year, at least be up there. He ha- he has really kind of fallen away. Um, but It's still- just because he's set such a crazy pace. The mm. early part of his career, he's been just... Him and Morikawa, their trajectories yes. have been incredibly similar. That like So he's not missing any cuts. Like oh. Hovland hasn't missed a cut since the Phoenix, but he's just posting like... Tied 51 at Memorial, tied 21 at Charles Schwab, tied 41st at the PGA, tied 27th at the Masters, tied 33rd at the Valspar. He's he's losing shots around the green every single week. And uh, it, it I think there's been focus on Hovland now in that how poor his chipping is. And, and I'm sorry, it just really is. It's not up to scratch. And he's probably putting all of his energy into rectifying it. And I think potentially there has to be some sort of inevitable... Um, opportunity cost to that or collateral damage of him focusing on a short game so much yeah. that other parts of the game are going to suffer just a tad and if they mm. suffer 5% that's enough to take you out of the reckoning I, I'm I'm cold on like I have this anti-post bet that was 28s you can actually get them at 38s on the exchange now if you wanted okay. to so yeah. yeah I mean it's like, look yeah, again he's I, a player I, that I don't like, like, come back. it yeah, will I mean, look it, again it's the same as we said with with Ram, Scotty, etc. He's the type of player that if he rocks up this weekend and his chipping and putting is good, he will be top 10 guaranteed. It's not even a, it's not even a discussion, but it's whether or not he'll do that. And I get I, I 100%, you know, 
realize yours was an anti-post bet. It was from a while ago. I still wouldn't be like, oh, he's definitely not going to do it. Like, he definitely has the skills to do it. Just hasn't been in the form to do it. That's all. I'm just looking at his his skill matrix here on data golf, and there's just this. He's miles ahead of the tour average in putting, miles ahead in driving distance, miles ahead in accuracy, miles ahead in approach, and then it's just this big massive bite taken out of his matrix because around the green he is, yeah, half as good as the tour average, yeah, in terms of strokes gained. Like he's yep. he's he loses he loses nearly two shots around around mm-hmm. the green. And that's against the PGA Tour average. Never mind someone yeah. like a Fitz or a Rory or yeah. Cam Smith. So it's just that's a massive discrepancy. Yeah, and massive. Did, and did you say that you also had Nyman backed as well? Yeah, I got Nyman. Um, so I just I like his uh, like his his he's a really good driver to golf ball. Yeah, um, that's primarily why I'm backing him. Um, and he also is pretty good at avoiding bogeys too. So uh, yeah, we'll take Nyman as well. Okay. And that's five of my six. I don't like. I haven't even bothered my ass finding a big price this week because they're not going to win. They're, like this is this is a big boys competition. It's always guys in the top twenty five of the world win the U.S. Open, and I want to win a fucking major. So, um, we're doing it. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. Um, so look, instead of going through the rest, I guess, um, I have. I have two more. Uh, I'll just give you them really quickly, and then you can give us the rest of yours as well, if that's okay. Beautiful. So, uh, <laughs> next up, sorry, I'm 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 laughing. It's just because when I when I when I backed him this morning, I totally forgot about him being disqualified. Um, in in the last tour in the last tournament he had played, and uh, by the way, look, my 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 next pick is uh, Hideki Matsuyama. For anyone who doesn't know, uh, there was weird markings on his tree wood um and he was ultimately disqualified for those markings i personally haven't gotten much into it i read a few of what the other he just had some funky grooves yeah he had funky grooves which is apparently now look some of the the pundits and commentators i've heard speak about it have said they don't think this is foul play or him trying to get any extra distance or accuracy with it with, with it um either but look, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean, some people could say he's a, he's a cheater, but look, at the end of the day, Matsuyama, he's a great player, um, you know, major winner, has been playing okay. He's definitely gotten better um, as the season's got. He won earlier in the year, I think, was it in in January in Hawaii um, when I was on him and um, hasn't really done much since. But again, I saw his price in the mid 30s to low 40s and couldn't get away from him personally and i have to say this really quickly it was a really big toss-up between backing him and backing cam young ended up going matsuyama and, and i think that's reasonable i think that's a reasonable decision to make just in terms of experience nothing exactly else. yeah and i mean i do think cam young has been actually playing really really well to be fair it's just oh he's been amazing he's got yeah, like three runners up he's been yeah, awesome. so, and he's, a phenom off the tee as well like mm. no one if you're looking for a bit more value and just to like cam young is a brilliant pick this week like yeah. brilliant brilliant pick this week he's i don't have him but yeah. off the tee he's gonna give you so many chances 100%. yeah it's just the price for me and um, donny is putting me off him but uh yeah look i'll i'll rattle through my i four picks um one of them we we already talked about but the, the main fancy we haven't mentioned yet and I think he's a guy that's been massively, massively disrespected in terms of the market and, and, and sneaking under the radar. And that is former U.S. Open champion Dustin Johnson. 
uh, who's available at 40 to one and he's actually available at 50 to one in places as well if you, you shop around so uh, overall probably a little bit of a slow season by BJ standards he's, he's had a lot going on between you know the Saudi golf stuff and uh, he got married as well and so busy life for DJ but uh, even despite you know busy time slow season he still managed to to get two top tens in the 10 starts that he's had uh, hasn't won since the the 2020 masters and the november masters um but the, the big thing that's been holding them back is is just the putting um which can easily be corrected and, and he can easily have a strong week um he's a two-time major winner he won the 2016 us open in oakmont and um, which visually at least is a very similar um layout very similar track to what we're facing this week albeit the greens um that we're we're going to see at the country club are uh, smaller uh, but I think DJ's approach game DJ's wedge game which he's been working hard on uh, won't be an issue for him and I, we know he's, he's an absolute animal off the tee so really a short game issue for DJ I think if, if he can correct the short game issues he's been having particularly as I said the putter he'll be right there um, he loves the US Open as well um, since 2014 his results at the US Open fourth second first missed caught third 35th, 6th and 19th last year. So it, it seems like the US Open is DJ's number one priority and I think we're going to see a good good showing from him. Um, DJ's number one priority is being rich as fuck. Well, he's already achieved that. He's already achieved that. So I think in terms of majors... Still, yeah, well, it's still his priority. Ah, well, he's already achieved... Fox ticked. Um, but yeah, DJ doing fuck all work for it that's that's his mo that's my that's my motto too to be honest but anyway phenomenal driver as we know great tee, tee to green player um i think the potter is going to decide if he wins or not this week and and i'm sure he'll be able to figure it out pick number two second fancy is as you mentioned willie z um as i mentioned already i think he's he's quickly taken over from brooks as the new auto bet in the majors second at the masters lost the playoff to jt uh, at the US PGA and he was sixth at the 2020 US Open. Uh, I think it's to be honest, I think it's pretty pretty incredible what he's doing at major championships, showing up yeah, in yeah. the toughest conditions against the best players and consistently grinding out good results. Um he's 15 for distance, he's second on tour, T to Green, he's first on approach. And uh looked at again similar to DJ Zalo is a 160th in strokes gain putting. Um, but he's not afraid to take on the big boys. He can make those pots from outside of seven feet. It's just that three to seven foot range, um, which he's going to have to improve on if he's going to see uh, see that first win. And I think of all the players, I think Will Zalatoris is the guy that's going to win a major um, as, as his first tour technically win. So Zalo, various prices about him between 25s and, and 33s, shop around and definitely get him, get him each way to avoid any heartbreak um pick number three sunjay m um sunjay m i think is, is a great us open type player um he's been consistent this season but he hasn't been spectacular 18 events 16 cuts made six top tens and a win as well uh, major record what's that that's borderline spectacular ah uh, it's good it's a good year not a great year i'd say um, his major record okay. He's 11 starts, four top 25 finishes uh, in that time. He's two times a PGA Tour winner, including the Honda Classic, which is a real tough test of golf, uh, real tricky conditions for the most part. So the fact that he's done that um, is a, a big plus for him. 
off the tee, ranks 12th, tee to green, he's ninth. He needs to tighten up the approach play a little bit. I think if he's if he's going to go out and win, he's somewhere in the 60th or thereabouts on tour this year on approach. Um, but if he does get himself in trouble, he's uh, he's got the short game to tidy it up and, and get up and down and, and ultra consistent. Um, so his last five starts, his worst result is 21st. He was eighth at the Masters, 21st at the RBC, 14th at the team event at Zurich, 15th at the Charles Schwab, and 10th at the Memorial um, as well last time out. So he's in good form. As long as he can stay off the booze for four days, I think Sanjay will be uh, will be bang there. And uh, you're getting him 40s in places, 50 to 1 as well. So Sanjay is one to keep close. And last but not least is a, a dart of a, a very classy player who I think if he did show up and win a, a major championship, I wouldn't be the least bit surprised. Uh, and that's Thomas Peters, who's uh, 150 to 1 on points bet, 200 to 1 uh, available elsewhere. Uh, the Belgian, he's 30 years old, and it's really time for him to step up. And, and he's not just a kid with a lot of potential anymore. He's now 30. And uh, you know his, his days are numbered in terms of how many more years he has at, at potentially the peak of his powers. 2016, he made the Ryder Cup. A lot of class to do that. He also showed us his class this year as well in January when he won the uh, the Abu Dhabi Championship at Yas Links, where he held off uh, Hovland, Hatton, Adam Scott, Shane Lowry, Rory, Colin, Fleetwood, and many others as well. He's actually had some good finishes in, in majors too. So he was fourth in the Masters in 2017. He was sixth at the PGA in 2018. And his best finish at a US Open was last year at Torrey Pines where he came 23rd and um, so he's shown he's shown he can do it he's, he's beaten the big names before he likes a tough test he hits it a long way approach play is excellent as well um, and lo- lots of class in the the Belgian so he's six-time winner on the DP world tour and I think at 200 to one he's worth a flyer and um, you can get you between eight and ten places the, the other great thing about backing Thomas Peters is you'll know within six holes on Thursday if your bet is down the toilet or if you've got a hot ticket, because exactly. this fucker, this fucker either will be, he'll either be three under through six or he'll be four over through six. I guarantee you, he either starts like a train or he starts like an amateur. Yeah. There's no in between with him. Exactly. So if he starts like a train, he'll fly in. Like he yeah. does have a game for it. Yeah. Yeah. He has um, a game and he has the mentality as well. You know, if, if he's on, you know, he's not going to bottle a lead or he's not going to, it's not like he hasn't won before. He hasn't won on the big stage. Uh, majors um, are major. Yeah, majors are major, but he's done well in major, so he's, he's he's a good record. So yeah, in summary, four picks. Dustin Johnson is the the main investment uh, at forty to one. Will Zalatoris is second in fancy. Sanjay M third, and then Thomas Peters. He's two hundred to one. I think you got to get involved with Thomas with Thomas Peters at two hundred to one, uh, and that's it for myself. Let me let me jump on there because my number one pick, my favorite pick this week, based on the data points I put together, based on ranking these guys, Sunjay. Clip it. Sunjay goes big time. Sunjay goes fucking nuclear this week and he wins the US Open. And Oof. everybody knows who this legend is by the end of the week. So the reason why I think so, aside from what's been a really, really solid season, what, 16 of 18 cuts, he's got a win, he's got top 10s, is he's 12th uh, strokes gained off the tee. The only downside of, of all the data that I ran through, he's only 87th in driving distance, which I don't think by any means is fatal, but that's the only negative. Greens and regulation, 
eight on the PGA Tour. Par four scoring between 450 and 500 yards. Again, there's seven holes within the, the, the realm of that yard. It's just seven par fours. He's ninth. Scrambling, he's third. Bogey avoidance, he's second. Get all over Sunjay this week. He's going to have a fucking great week. He's going to come down the stretch. The only question I have is, with six holes to go, is he going to grab that trophy or not? And I'm hoping the answer is yes. But Sunjay is contending this week. I am fucking sure of it. Nice. I, sure yeah. I mean, look, sure. he, he's not anyone I would back, but yeah, he's definitely a player that can show up. And as you said, Donnie, if he's ticked all those all those boxes, then definitely worth the punt at what what sorry, what and price is he again? He's 50s. Oh, Jesus, yeah, definitely. So, um so I'm uh, I I this this whole um process I've been doing of picking golfers, I'm doing it for about eight weeks of I find at least five statistics and I try and find guys who rank highly across them for the course fit. And in that time, I've been up, like, it's it's gone really well, put it this way. I think the worst result I've had in eight weeks was Max Homo was tied fifth about three weeks ago. I can't remember okay. the tournament. Like, I don't know if this, is, if, it, if this works, but this data is screaming Sunjay. It's screaming Sunjay this week. Like, like the data was screaming Ryan Fox for the Dutch Open. And I said it was a lock. It was a banker. It was just the biggest banker of, of the season. And he had a three-shot lead coming down 18 and shot himself. Can't legislate for that. But based off all this data and this process, Sunjay is the guy. Nice. And as you just coming on the uh, back of that Dutch Open, my last pick is the winner of the uh, Dutch Open. Um, Mr. Victor Perez, who's 200 nice. to 1 th- this week. Um, look, it's just a small each-way bet. But I think it was close between Fox and Perez or even Thomas Peters. They've all been playing very well on the DP World Tour. And I just, uh, Fox has broken my heart now twice. And I just, I, I, I couldn't do it. So um, I, I would yeah. suggest anyone else who wants to go on Fox, fair play. Personally, I just couldn't do it. Um, so I went for Perez instead. They're both 200 to 1. Um, and yeah, it's a small each way bet. So yeah, I like that overall. confidence and he putting the lights out as well. Um, uh, yeah, that that, that, that that like playoff me 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 and you were watching Steve was a joke. Was insane, a joke. Yeah, yeah, insane. So yeah, I think he is a shout. If we're gonna just if you're gonna take one name, most fancy player for me is Dustin Johnson. Brew, Sanjay. most fancy, Sanjay. Oh Jesus! If I'm you had gonna, to pick one, I'm, I'm gonna say JT. Okay. Um, which I know is, is easiest to do because he's my shortest, but it's not. It's just overall game-wise, as you said, bulletproof. Just I really, really, really do and honestly can't see him going back-to-back in terms of majors. I really can. Oh, yeah. so can I. Yeah. Totally. Well, let's let's get up a uh, JT, Sanjay, and DJ miss caught treble and we can give, some <laughs> listeners, give the listeners some big value. We actually kind of should. We should all you throw know, like a fucking fire yeah. runner for the crack. We should. I, 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 I do you know what, Steve? I'll have 20 quid with you that DJ misses the cut. I'll oh, even money. 100 quid. I'll do 100. No, I'm, I'll do 20 euro with you. 50. 50 Canadian. That's about 35 That's euro. <laughs> yeah, 50, $50 Canadian. Beautiful. I'm saying DJ is going to miss the cut. Right, and I'll say he will make the cut. Drew, do you want in on that? Beautiful. I was going to say, do you want to do a bet, Steve, Rory, to be under over seven shots off the lead after Thursday? Five shots. Uh, five. Yeah, shots. I'll take. I'll take under. I'll. I'll say he's within seven shots. Yeah. That's, okay. Go five shots and make make it make. Well, it you said seven. Okay, Grant seven. No, 
Six. Five, five is fair. Say six then. We're going to stop setting money on fire. I know, yeah. Six. Six, six. shots. Bro. Yeah. I'll say under six. And you say over six. $50. Canadian. Yeah, Beautiful. Nice, easy $100 there, boys. Thanks very much. That's us. Right, lads. Um, thanks again. That was actually turned into a fucking long one. Uh, yeah, but it's US Open week. So best yeah, luck to everyone who's betting this week. Um, if you're enjoying the podcast, if you're finding it useful, please let us know. You can you can uh, tweet us, Finders Fairway. You can get us on Instagram at the Fairway Finders Pod. Um, you can leave us reviews. Uh, we'd love to hear from you if what you think if, if uh, the live golf was a lot of bullshit or you kind of liked aspects of it. There are no wrong answers. Well, there is, but that's only if you're me. Um, and yeah, thanks so much, and let's have a good week. Thank you, and um, well done, Rory, again for a tremendous victory and um, closing it <laughs> out in style. Uh, under you, the heights of, of massive pressure. So well well done, Rory. Yeah. Go on, boys. We'll talk to you next week. Just take a moment to admire the fact I just hit a fairway. There's, there's only two things that can happen. You can hit a good shot or a bad shot. So why waste time doing it? And wherever I go, I, wherever I set course records or whatever, I would be barefooted, drunk, playing golf, making every 20-footer I looked at. Right at it. Right at it. Oh, oh he's, he's done it again. This is the dumbest hole I've ever played in my life. Come on then, Shane. Knock it close. Shane Lowry is the Open champion.